Welcome to Asian Book Club, where we highlight Asian and Asian American authors. We are your hosts, Jimmy and Sabangin. And I'm Stephen Park. And apparently, I get nervous before we start recording. Tell us about what this nervousness looks like. So, I don't know if it's really nervousness, but so sometimes we record before we eat, sometimes we record after, just depending on when we have time. Right. Um, And then it seems like every time after I eat, I get like congested or. I feel like more throaty. Hmm. That makes is that's the word? Right. And you're saying that consciously you don't feel nervous, mm. but I was saying maybe that's your body subconsciously telling you there's nerves to be had. Which okay, so did I ever tell you about the time that I gave a toast at my brother's wedding? You told me about giving a toast, but I don't know like the whole story. Okay, so it's I took a very specific public speaking class Mm -hmm. because I needed it for uh, physical therapy school. But Mm -hmm. then I also, it was at the time that my brother had asked me to be his best man. Mm. So I was like, all right, perfect. This is going to be a great setup for me to go ahead and give the best toast that I possibly can. Mm -hmm. And as I went up, so I had written down the whole speech. Mm -hmm. I had everything prepared. I even brought like this book as a visual media for it. Yeah. And so as I go up to start giving the speech, uh, they're at a, the front table mm-hmm. and I'm standing right next to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's pretty customary to do the cheers before. Right. So you're before. Or or after. Sorry. After. Mm-hmm. So I picked up the glass before uh-huh. so I pick up this glass. It's not a champagne flute. It's more of like that bell, that like really uh-huh. wide rim. Right. And it was filled fairly towards the top. So Dang. I picked this up and I'm giving my speech and I can't stop shaking my hand. Mm. And I didn't think I felt nervous, but I feel like my voice was shaky and definitely was getting overflow in the glass. Oh, no. So, I mean, I maybe it is subconscious, but I also have a lot of tummy issues. Mm. So, Yeah, it could be a mix of things. It could be just the fact that you're digesting or it could just mean that it is a nervous tick. Mm-hmm. But what have you been up to this week? I've been taking care of cats and I've been thinking about how easy it is technically to take care of cats like they're independent Mm -hmm. and that's why we got cats because Mm -hmm. they're independent we don't need to walk them Mm -hmm. they kind of take care of themselves and they pee and poop in the same spot so Mm -hmm. you know exactly where it's gonna be Mm -hmm. but i was also thinking about how if there's a mess if they make Mm -hmm. a mess whether it's hairballs shout out to all my cat pet guardians out there you know how those hairballs get and you know where they're gonna throw up always on the carpet and i personally hate carpets i don't like cleaning them i would rather sweep i would rather mop vacuuming sucks to me and yeah cats when they throw up when they poop outside of their litter box or have an accident where do they go? Straight to the carpet, as and, if it's telling them to get there. And it's more relevant to you right now because you're also you've been picking up the second job. It's a side gig. I'm mm-hmm. pet sitting for now, and well, it's besides the fact that it's bringing an in income. I just love animals, mm-hmm. and Stephen knows that if I could and if we had more space, I would have six cats. And we will. We will one no. day. One day. Oh, uh, but also. I think it was this past year, on your birthday, Mm -hmm. your, my favorite cat of ours, 
did, mm-hmm. gave you a nice present for your birthday. Yes, she became a dragon and mm-hmm. went to the top of the cat tree, which is tall. It's taller than, almost taller than us. It is a little, yeah, it's eye level, I think, with Yes, us. Yeah. exactly. She went to the top of this cat tree, and as a beautiful birthday awakening, she threw up. <laughs> like you literally yes. woke up. To her, to her yeah, to projectile her vomiting mm-hmm. off of the cat tree. And this is literally as in the most literal sense of literally, not the Gen yes. Z version of literally. No, no. Which is the most awful way to wake up, which is how I feel like... We've both woken up at different times. Right. Is to her gagging. Right. I describe it as kind of like a knock, but you describe it just kind of as gagging. Yes. But it is a horrifying sound, and it just, it almost just instantaneously gets me out of bed. Yes. Running right to her spot, wherever she may be. Totally. And it's especially, it's especially jarring when it's supposed to be a birthday morning. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's... (laughs) Almost not all the time, but always towards the rug. We've had opportunities to shoo her away, but then we've also had opportunities where we haven't. Yes. We've also walked into our apartment Uh. with a spray of brown things around Mm -hmm. our front door. But you still love them. Yes, I still love them. I still love cats regardless. I mean... Besides me complaining about how much time it takes to clean up after them, I still love them. I still adore cats regardless. Mm -hmm. And other pets? Cats are top tier in my mind. Mm -hmm. At least for me. They're the most dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. Next to bunnies. But that's for a different different day. (laughs) But that does kind of lead us into our recommendation for the week. Our recommendation for the week is your local animal shelter. So we got both of our cats from different places, or we got each cat from a different place. Uh, one of our cats we got from a local, sh- it wasn't really a shelter. What did you describe No, it? so we got them both from different rescues. Rescues, there you go. Um, one was a much smaller place where uh, it was during the pandemic, and so we went and met up with the van that had transported her here. Yes, from California. From California. It was actually supposed to be a foster, but... She became a foster fail. Yes, and it was a little bit more because she was so terrified. Mm -hmm. I didn't think she would survive on her own outside of it. I only learned that recently. For me, I thought that we kept her because we just loved her so much. Oh, no. She didn't eat for, like, the first week. She, I know that. I know that she didn't eat for the first week. I know that she was very nervous around new people, and she was still nervous that first full year with us but in my mind i thought we kept her because we loved her (laughs) i love her because she won't survive (laughs) um and then we decided to go and get a second cat this was still in the pandemic but they're both pandemic cats yes but he was a little bit later on and he we got from the oregon humane society Mm -hmm. which is a much larger it's uh, an actual shelter yeah Right, definitely. Yeah. It's been very rewarding. I appreciate that one of our cats, Momo, is very very smart. Mm -hmm. She picks up tricks pretty quickly. And the other cat is very social, our our very dear Fig. Mm -hmm. I love that he's a lap cat. Mm -hmm. That's the prime reason we got him, because Momo kind of refuses to be one. Mm -hmm. She has her days. But the point is... 
Support your local animal shelter. Mm-hmm. And other ways that you can support if you don't have the space or the time uh, to currently get a pet is if you already have a pet, make sure you're going to microchip them or outfit them with an ID tag so that the shelters don't get overburdened by other pets. Mm-hmm. Um, always make sure to spay or neuter your pets. Yes. In Oregon, we also have a place that specifically helps with that, which is called the Feral Cat Coalition. And that's for specifically outdoor cats, not not mm-hmm. not cats that you own. Right. Um, and then to and then to further help out the shelters or the rescues, make sure you donate or volunteer, uh, whether that's directly to the shelter or if you there are a lot of local pet stores that accept donations that can then send them to the sh- pet shelters. Um, in Portland, we actually have this really cool thing where a lot of the local stores will help out these rescues. Mm-hmm. They'll either sell little chocolates or little things where the profits do go directly to these the shelters. Yeah. Yes. So to clarify, don't donate either funds or donate goods to those that are accepting or volunteer your time. Also, if you are looking for a pet, make sure you go to them because you're helping out a pet that would possibly not see the next day right so yeah go see your local animal shelter yeah so last time our three hints were that the author's first book in 2014 won amazon book of the year award the second hint was that it's a fiction with a slow burn and a third hint was that it's a book with an accompanying Hulu series. So, our second book club pick is... Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng. So let's start with the back cover synopsis. To be completely honest, we don't have the physical book with us. We do have the ebook. And on the ebook, this is what the book description says. In Shaker Heights, a placid, progressive suburb of Cleveland, everything is planned, from the layout of the winding roads to the colors of the houses, to the successful lives its residents will go on to lead. And no one embodies this spirit more than Elena Richardson, whose guiding principle is playing by the rules. Enter Mia Warren, an enigmatic artist and single mother who arrives in this idyllic bubble with her teenage daughter Pearl and rents a house from the Richardsons. Soon, me and Pearl become more than tenants. All four Richardson children are drawn to the mother-daughter pair. But Mia carries with her a mysterious past and a disregard for the status quo that threatens to upend this carefully ordered community. When old family friends of the Richardsons attempt to adopt a Chinese-American baby, a custody battle erupts that dramatically divides the town and puts Mia and Elena on opposing sides. Suspicious of Mia and her motives, Elena is determined to uncover the secret in Mia's past. But her obsession will come at unexpected and devastating costs. Little Fires Everywhere explores the weight of secrets, the nature of art and identity, and the ferocious pull of motherhood, and the danger of believing that following the rules can avert disaster. So let's talk about the author, Celeste Ng, before we get into our predictions. Yeah, so about the author, uh, she grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and Shaker Heights, Ohio, graduated from Harvard University and earned an MFA with the University of Michigan. She's a recipient of the Pushcart Prize, a fellowship from the National Endowment for the Arts and a Guggenheim Fellowship, among other honors. So this story seems to be very much 
centered in the place where she grew up, Shaker Heights. Mm-hmm. It sounds like she kind of wrote about something that she knew. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a very intelligent person. I mean, Harvard, we all know. Uh, the Guggenheim Award, I've heard of. Mm-hmm. I truly don't know what it is. We it's, just know that it's prestigious. Yeah, it's like super prestigious. So, Absolutely. I mean, it, and I know... With her other books, she's also won a lot of awards. Oh, yeah, absolutely. With Little Fires Everywhere, it was a number one New York Times bestseller, a number one Indie Nights bestseller. In 2017, it won an Amazon's Best Fiction book, named the best book of the year for over 25 publications. Spent a year on the New York Times bestsellers list. So, I mean, we're talking about, like, this book has been popularized quite a bit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it is one of those books that... For me personally, I was worried that it wouldn't be great because of how much hype it had. But like I said before, like in the previous episode, I did read it once already. So this is a reread and I'm excited to get back into it. Mm -hmm. And to kind of be even more candid, we've both watched the Hulu series, Mm -hmm. but it's been long enough and my memory is pretty poor where I don't remember much of it. So I'm excited to kind of reintroduce myself to the story and from a different like aspect of reading totally rather than just watching the show definitely so what are some of the predictions that you have like are you planning to well you already read it but Mm -hmm. reading a second time do you see yourself seeing anything differently do you see new angles that you might approach this at I think for me personally, the new way that I'm approaching this book is actually physically reading it. So the last time I read it, I read it through audiobook. And I think that was helpful for me because when I read reviews, people who read either the physical book or the ebook had a hard time differentiating the points of view. But with the audiobook, I was able to know who the point of view is because the narrator used voices so I knew oh this is Elena's point of view this is Mia's point of view and it was it wasn't hard to differentiate and I could follow along so I'm gonna I'm still gonna have the audiobook but I will try my best to focus more on the text instead of listening Mm -hmm. reading the text instead of listening Mm Yeah, and I have not read this book yet. I Like I said, I've only seen the show and it's been far enough. I think I'm interested in... Because I think Reese Witherspoon and... Carrie Washington. Carrie Washington were both amazing actresses within this whole script. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering, is it them that did well? Or is it the story that really Mm -hmm. carried well? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I expect with the amount of awards that she's gotten that... It's probably going to be all in the book. Usually books are better than shows, Mm -hmm. not all the time. Mm -hmm. But I'm expecting this to be really good. I'm excited. I'm interested. Um, I don't know if I have any true expectations because I don't know much about Shaker Heights otherwise. When you say good, what what does that mean to you? I think it will be a page turner. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be something that hooks me and Mm -hmm. makes me want to keep reading. For sure. Because I remember when I was watching the show, each episode mm-hmm. felt like I kept wanting to go back yes. and I never wanted to stop watching it totally. until we got to the very end. And totally. Just, I don't remember exactly what happened, to be honest, but I remember my jaw dropping. Definitely. So that, do you feel like while you're watching the series the first time around, because we are going to watch it again, mm-hmm. um, when you watch the series the first time around, do you feel like there was a slow build or a fast build? I'm trying to remember, and I 
think it was fairly slow. Totally. But I can't remember exactly. For sure, for sure. Uh, I'm not going to give anything away. I just know that going into this next read for me, I imagine that I'm going to see more of the little details, even though what I think is interesting is that the first time I read it, what I remember are the small details. I don't remember the big scenes, but it wasn't until we watched the series that I fully understood the big scenes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, totally, which is very interesting. So I feel like I might pick up more of the smaller details Mm -hmm. this time around while also building those scenes in my head rather than just seeing it fed to me. Yeah. When I go into books, I also feel that my vision of what's going on is very limited. Mm. Like I'm looking through the lens of a camera Mm. rather than looking at the whole picture. Totally. I think that's the benefit of going through or being able to watch a show Mm. is someone is creating the world around you Mm. so you see everything. For sure, for sure. So when I read this, I'm expecting to then see the world that I like not vividly remember but Mm. a little bit of I remember what the houses look like I remember Mm. what the community looks like I remember what the characters look like so I I will most likely picture Reese Witherspoon and picture Carrie Washington as Mm. the people of the characters that are related to this book totally but I'm excited Um, this is also our first fiction book Yes. So our discussions, I think, are going to be a little bit more fun because it's going to be based off of things that we can probably more predict. It's based off of a story rather than someone's life. Right. So I'm excited to kind of try to jump into what happens here, what happens here. Right. Kind of build off of what Celestine might be showing us and Mm -hmm. maybe kind of dig into some deeper layers of what's happening in this world. Right, 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 right. And... Not just experiencing it visually, because we are reading it. And I think you're using the audiobook, right? For now, yeah. Yeah. I'm also going to try to jump in and out of the audiobook and reading. For sure. So it's going to be a very... This time around, it feels like we're going to have a very rounded experience. Visually, audibly, and just like trying to comprehend and put pieces together. Yeah. So I think we're both pretty excited. Yes, absolutely. We are going to... How are we going to break this book down? So, we're going to break this down into four parts because it is a pretty long book. Um, The first... This first section, we're going to read chapters one through seven, which will end on page 89. So, page one to page 89. Next time that you hear us, we're going to be discussing that first portion, the opening act, if you will. And... If you can, follow us along, or you don't have to. You can just listen to us talk about it. Yeah, so get those first uh, seven chapters read. For people that do want to contact us and maybe throw in what their predictions might have been, how can they reach us? You can find us on Instagram at AsianBookClubPod, P-O-D. You can also reach us at our email address, AsianBookClubPod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. Yeah, and we also have a bookshop. It's bookshop.org slash shop, S-H-O-P, slash Asian Book Club pod, P-O-D. So if you're following along, hopefully you got your library card. Mm -hmm. If you didn't, you still should. Or you bought the book off of bookshop.org. Or go to your local indie bookstore. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Do we have a Twitter? Heck no. (laughs) All right. We don't do Twitter. Nope. All right. Bye. Bye.